Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Just a sports report. Today, I'm going to be jumping in to my predictions for the first round of NRL. Very stoked to have the competition back as a Warriors fan. Um, yeah, it's it's been a while since I've really truly enjoyed some success in an NRL season. But as a fan of the game in general, I mean, this competition. It looks like this year it's a bit of a mix between some really established players and established teams like the Panthers and the Roosters, and now like a new era. A lot of young players, a lot of changes in terms of coaches at clubs and things like that. Uh, So it's going to be very fun. Now Dragons, they have the bye in round one. And basically because the games are coming up very quickly, I'll make this a bit of a shorter predictions podcast, uh, but going forward they'll be a little bit longer. So first game of the weekend, or tonight, which isn't really the weekend, Thursday night. Parramatta Eels coming off the grand final defeat last year up against the Melbourne Storm who were tested last year definitely through injuries and things like that. Similar case here, no Justin Olam, looks like Ryan Pappenhausen, well it might be a little bit of time before we see him so there are concerns there as well. They've lost the uh, Bromwich brothers, Brandon Smith, Felice Kafusi. they've brought in Ilyasa Katoa who I think long-term could be a perfect answer to fill the void, Felice Kafusi. But this is going to be a really interesting game. Eels, Storm, both with a lot of new faces in these lineups. Uh, Just going through, so I see Isaac Lumilumi as well. He's come on the wing for the Eels. And yeah, just a heap of changes. On today's podcast, I'm not going to go through the teams too deeply i'll do that on next week's podcast today more so just predictions excuse me sorry i'm just going to keep that in i know i could have edited it but we're going on a roll here now i'm going for the storm here but the eels i've bet on the storm to beat the eels a number of times and the eels are a real danger side they've had the wood over the storm in recent times there's different look outfits here though and of course storm with that massive mammoth round one streak under Craig Bellamy, who it also could be Ballyake's last season. So I'm going to go the Melbourne Storm here. They always show up in round one. I think it's going to be a very close game, uh, but ultimately I really like Harry Grant, Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes. I think they're going to pick up for a lot of the slack uh, left by Ryan Pappenhausen. Big question is going to be how their Ford pack holds up given the loss of some really experienced players. And of course, Dale Finucane the year before as well. Uh, And of course, the Eels Ford pack spearheaded by RCG and Junior Barlow. Still working out exactly how to say that. And of course, Josh Hodgson in the number nine for the Eels, replacing Reid Marnie. A lot of questions as to how that's going to go. And at the moment, there are four Fords on the bench. So it will be interesting to see if Hodgson plays the full 80 And yeah, overall, I'm going to go the Melbourne Storm. Not too confident with this one, though. 
Now we go to the next game, early Friday game in Wellington. I'm very pumped about this one. New coach, my side, the Warriors under Andrew Webster. A lot of new signings. We've got Chance Nicole Klukstad, who's come back to the club at fullback. Tamari Martin named in the halves. Brayden Willie who I think could be an underrated signing uh, in the centres. We've got Adam Fanua Blake up front. He's not a signing, but I think him and Torhu Harris in the middle are going to be hugely important. Um, we've got Mitchell Barnett, Jackson Ford, Murata Niukore, all signed to the club and all in the starting lineup. Dylan Walker on the bench, and so are two of my favourite Warriors, Bunty Arfoa and Josh Curran, with Tom Arle uh, in the number 17. So I'm really optimistic about this game. The Knights. It's hard to tell what's going on over there. Biggest talking point, of course, Kalen Ponga at 5'8", moving into the halves, and Jackson Hastings coming over to the club, along with Lachlan Miller. Both of those players are guns. Uh, they do have a really good spine, so I'm interested to see how that goes. Dominic Young announcing he's leaving, and no Greg Marziu in this lineup. Of course, Adam Elliott and Jack Hetherington come over to the club as well. They are really handy signings. And I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, I'm sure Knights fans would probably feel the same as a Warriors fan. Like, I just have no idea what's truly going to happen here. And hopefully for both of these clubs, uh, it's going to be a good season. But I'm going to go the Warriors. And of course, there is a bit of bias going into round one. Uh, look, I'm not as excited as I have been. But yeah, mainly just because I've been let down so many times. So now it's better to just not get my hopes up too much. But I am quietly confident that we can beat the Knights. Newcastle, they look in danger of being one of those sides who could have a real horror season despite having a quality roster. I hope that's not the case, uh, but what I do also hope is that the Warriors can somehow make the top eight this year. The best way to do that is to have a good start. We need that for morale. And in Wellington, the cake tin, uh, I think that's possible. So I'm going to go with the Warriors in that one. Uh, just moving on to what is next. Panthers up against the Broncos. Very contrasting seasons last year. Panthers back-to-back -back premiers. Broncos with an all-time bed shit to fall out of the top eight. Of course, the podcast comments, most notably with Selwyn Cobbo about coach Kevin Walters. Uh, and so there's a lot of potential for the Broncos once again to be a bit of a media circus in 2023. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people though. I think they have a very strong squad. Reese Walsh, of course, coming over to the club to play fullback. He's not available here. So Selwyn Cobbo plays at fullback, which you could argue is his strongest position. And that sees Jesse Arthurs come onto the wing. Uh, really strong centers for the Broncos, Herbie Farnworth and Katoni Staggs. Uh, Farnworth and Tom Flegler both signing with the Dolphins for next year. So the shots have been fired. I mentioned in a previous podcast, this could be the biggest rivalry in rugby league about to be uh, burst this year between the Broncos and the Dolphins. Uh, Patrick Carrigan, he is definitely a key player for the Broncos in this game. And yeah, they've got a good forward pack for the Panthers. Look, some changes. No RP Corusau. No Viliami Kikau. Of course, Stephen Crichton now leaving next season. As is Spencer Lenu, who apparently is going to be going to the Sydney Roosters. 
So a lot of changes, but the Panthers, they won across all four grades last season, and now they have a real chance to bring through some guys. So having a look at their team list, they are the back-to-back uh, premiers, so they get their full team list read. Uh, Dylan Edwards at fullback, coming off a career best season, and he's really cemented himself as just a vital member of this Panthers squad. They really missed him during that World Cup challenge loss against St. Helens. On the wings, of course, no Talon May for the season. Sunia Taruva, he is the beneficiary of that injury, named on the wing, and so is Brian Toto. Uh, Taruva, potentially the long-term successor to jump into that center role, currently occupied by Stephen Crichton. Speaking of Crichton, he is in the centers alongside Isaac Tongo, and in the halves, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary. Up front, Moses Leota and James Fisher-Harris, and Mitch Kenny in the number nine. Of course, that one of the biggest talking points this season. How will Mitch Kenny, Sonny Luke, to an extent Riley Smith go as the options for the Panthers at dummy half? In the back row, replacing Viliami Kikau, Luke Garner comes over from the West Tigers. Really quality player, and I think we'll see the best of him in Panthers colours. Liam Martin in the other back row position. Isaiah Yo On the bench, Sonny Luke, who I think could play a really similar role to what Api Corosau was playing toward the back end of last year. Coming off the bench after the first 20-25 minutes, let Mitch Kenny kind of take the brunt of the initial physicality and then let Sonny Luke come on with a real creative flair. So I like to see Luke in the number 14 jersey, Scott Sorensen in the 15, and Spencer Lanier and Jamin Salmon round off the bench. I think the Broncos are a big chance at an upset here, uh, but I'm going to take the Panthers. At this stage, um, I haven't seen anything to suggest that they are going to dip. I still think they are leading contenders, and in fact, they were my premiership picks. I've picked the Panthers to go three straight premierships this year, and so I think they'll start off with a win against the Broncos here. Then, Super Saturday, Manly Seagulls and the Canterbury Bulldogs, both with a fair bit of hype surrounding them as potential sides that didn't qualify for finals last year that could really surprise the competition this year. You have the Anthony Seabold-led Manly Seagulls aside, positioned where if they don't go well, a lot of criticism instantly for the appointment of Seabold and getting rid of Des Hasler. Early signs, though, are that this could really be a masterstroke signing. Speaking of masterstroke signings, that is exactly how I feel about the Bulldogs signing Cameron Seraldo as their coach. And look, as for the Bulldogs, I think they're going to have a great year this year. But in my opinion, 2024 is the year where we're really going to see them rise up into potential top four contenders immediately. But I think this season is an important one for them to get some cohesion. And I think they're short, probably a halfback, which Carl Uluapu could definitely be the long-term answer to that. Uh, but at the moment, I just think they're short a halfback, probably a fullback, which is where Stephen Crichton is likely to play. Speaking of fullbacks, uh, in this one, Tom Trebojevic, he's been named. That is a huge talking point. And on the opposite side, Hayes Perham playing fullback for the Bulldogs. I'm a big fan of Hayes, and I think he will surprise a few people as well. I think he's got a good skill set, uh, but obviously 
the much bigger name in this contest, Tom Trebojevic. Paul Alamotti makes his debut for the Bulldogs, as does Jacob Preston, and we see Franklin Pele, a Sharks junior, on the bench for the Dogs, and as is Jaden Tanner. So an interesting lineup for Canterbury. Uh, New Brown returns to the club after being at the Tigers last year. He's been named at lock forward. And obviously the two marquee signings for the Bulldogs, Reed Marnie at dummy half and Viliami Kikau in the back row. For the Seagulls, no Josh Schuster in round one. He is going to be given the keys to the 5'8 jersey with Kieran Foran off to the Titans. Ruben Garrick named on the wing. Uh, and yeah, Cooper Johns. He comes into the 5'8 jersey. Coming over from the Melbourne Storm, they released him. He has returned to the Seagulls, where he was actually a Holden Cup winner. So he's a Seagulls junior at one point. Now he partners Daily Cherry Evans in the halves. And I'm running a super coach competition as I did last year. And it's a $500 prize. I've got Cherry Evans as my halfback, so I hope he has a good season. And Hamoli Olukawatu, he's someone who I think is going to have a career best year this year. Sean Kepi named at lock. Kelma Tulangi in the back row for Manly. This is a really understated squad, but I think under Manly, uh, under Anthony Seabold, sorry, they're really going to cause some chaos across the competition. Now, I think this one's going to be close, but I'm going with the Manly Seagulls. I really like what I've seen in the preseason, even though that was just trials. And I think overall, they're just going to have a little bit too much strike for a game Bulldogs outfit. So I'm going to take the Manly Seagulls by 1-12. to In the second game on Super Saturday, we have a potential contender. And now, no one was saying this at this point last year. Uh, but going into this season, they were one game off the grand final last year. And this is a young side who are looking like they're going to be contenders. It's going to be in Townsville, the North Queensland Cowboys hosting the Canberra Raiders. Now, this is a very interesting clash. Cowboys heavy favourites. Raiders looking very average through the trials. Of course, no Xavier Savage, so Seb Chris lines up at fullback for them. I'm really happy to see for the Canberra Raiders, Harley Smith Shields back from injury. Raiders are my second team. I've explained why heaps on the podcast. I uh, can't be asked today. But Harley Smith Shields, he's a young player that I rate very highly. And you can see... So much so he's rated that he got that left centre spot over Jared Croker. Now, for the Raiders, no Josh Papali'i here. So Pasami Saulo, who's come over from the Knights, uh, he lines up in the front row alongside another former Knight. It's actually three Knights in that front row. Pasami Saulo, a former Knight in Danny Levi, making his Raiders debut, and Joseph Tarpane, also a former Knight. He is just unbelievable. Best front rower in the world at the moment, and I really think he can help lead this Raiders side to a huge season. Corey Harawira Naira named in the lock forward position. No Adam Elliott this year, so they're going to have to find someone who can really make that number 13 their own. And on the bench, Arta Mariota. He's won uh, across the competition. I named one young player to watch for every side, and Arta Mariota. He was my one to watch for the Raiders. Here he is on the bench. And watch out for him. No Josh Papali'i here. I think Arta Mariota and Emre Gula 
I think they're both in for a big game, as is Corey Horsburgh. Uh, that's a good, good amount of forward, just solid mongrel coming off the bench. And of course, Tom Starling. Now for the Cowboys, led by Todd Payton, they are at home. The conditions are absolutely going to suit them. You've got Scott Drinkwater, who's definitely in for a huge season. And they look basically the same. Now, no Tom Gilbert. So we see Cohen Hess in that back row position. But other than that, their starting side, pretty much exactly the same as it was last year. Jeremiah Nanai in the back row. Jason Telmalolo at lock. Dearden and Townsend in the halves. So there's a lot of familiarity. The combinations are going to be there for North Queensland. And looking at their bench, you see James Tamo returning to the club. He and Jake Granville both on the bench. Premiership heroes for the Cowboys. Uh, Griffin Neem, he's someone who I think set for another massive year. And Jermaine Taunoa Brown. Now in this game, I'm going to be supporting the Raiders, but I just think the conditions are going to favour a red-hot Cowboys side who are definitely in with the shake of winning this year's competition. They're going to have learnt a hell of a lot from last season, but the big talking point this year is that everybody knows the Cowboys are coming. Last year, they kind of took people by surprise. Uh, this year, it's a totally different story. Raiders won't take them lightly, and I will be cheering Canberra on, but on this occasion, I just think the Cowboys are going to be too strong. Defensively, their combinations are going to be really strong, and I think the Raiders are going to struggle to crack them, struggle to score points, and I don't think North Queensland are going to have those same issues. So I'm taking North Queensland over the Raiders on Saturday. And then in the Saturday night game at Points Bet Stadium, Sharks and Rabbitohs. Two sides who, like the Cowboys, are 100% in with a shot of winning this year's Premiership. Uh, for the Rabbitohs, they've got a very strong side. I think in terms of cohesion, they've got the strongest combinations over a long period of time. Uh, Latrell Mitchell at fullback, that's definitely a big point of difference for the Rabbitohs. Cody Walker in the number six and Damian Cook, with all of them deciding to stay with South Sydney. Blake Taft's going to play that number 14 role. And we see Shaq Mitchell, who I think is in for a big year, and Davey Moale, uh, they're both on the bench, alongside Michael Cheekam. So some interesting selections. Of course, Saliva Havili, who had a big year last year, he's not available for selection through injury. And they lost the GOAT, Mark Nichols. So we see an interesting lineup here for the Rabbitohs. Uh, for the Sharks, pretty much the same outfit that contended for the Premiership last year, except no Dalian medalist Nico Hines. That's the biggest difference in this contest, no doubt. Braden Trindle, a massive talent, uh, but that's, that's my swinging point. I think the Sharks... If you ask me, I actually think the Sharks are a bigger chance of winning the Premiership this year. I think both of these sides, I'm taking both very seriously. In terms of pretenders or contenders, I think both of them are contenders. Uh, but I sneakily like the Sharks more, but without Nico Hines, that tips me in favour of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So I'm going to go the Rabbitohs in that one. Uh, I still think the Sharks, though, are a major chance of an upset there. This uh, like whole Nico Hines thing might divert a lot of people's attention away from the fact that the Sharks are a real threat. But I'm going to take the Rabbitohs in that one. Then on Sunday, this is the game everyone's keen to watch, the Dolphins. 
the NRL's newest franchise, their 17th side in the competition, and their first ever game in first grade. Up against the Roosters, uh, I think there's going to be an Arthur Beetson Cup or something of that effect. Now, Arthur Beetson having a lot to do with both clubs. So this is going to be a huge game, a monumental occasion, and the perfect way to kick off life in the NRL for the Dolphins. Now, Roosters, they've got some interesting names in their lineup. We see Joseph Suwali'i, or Suwali'i. I'll work on that one. He's in the centers, as is Corey Allen, so no Joey Manu. And Jackson Paolo comes over from the Rabbitohs. He plays on the wing. The Butcher Brothers in the back row. And Matt Lodge and Lindsey Collins up front. I think them, alongside Victor Radley, are going to make a huge impact in this game. And of course, Brandon Smith, someone the Dolphins negotiated with, he decided to go with the Roosters, and he is their marquee signing for 2023. Roosters, like the Sharks, like the Rabbitohs, and like the Cowboys, but potentially more than all those sides I just mentioned, Roosters are a premiership contender. And I think everyone sees them most likely as the biggest threat to knock off the surging Penrith Panthers. Almost forgot what I was going to say. Fucking hell. Uh, but yeah, big game for the Roosters here. Although they don't tend to come out of the gates firing every year. They know it's a long season. So there's a chance the Dolphins can get them. But the Dolphins did look pretty whack during the trials. Whole set new combinations for the Dolphins. They've all got to learn how each other plays. Whilst Roosters at full tilt toward the end of last year were beating the best of the best. So I think Dolphins, it's going to be an uphill battle. Uh, looking at their side, the Hammer, Hamaso Tabuai Fido, wins the race for the fullback jersey. He is Dolphin number one. So this is the first ever Dolphins lineup in NRL history. On the wings, Tessie New and Jermaine Azako. So they're going to be on the wings. Ewan Aitken and Brenko Lee in the centers. Anthony Milford, not selected. A lot of talk and speculation that, yeah, maybe he's not up to it. And, yeah, if he was going to be up to it, now would probably be the time coming into round one. Some issues there, but also no dramas. Isaiah Katoa, he's a player of the future anyway. Alongside Sean, uh, Sean O'Sullivan, both of them coming over from the Panthers. And I like that halves combination. Milford, if that ship has sailed, then it's sailed. Because Isaiah Katoa... He's gunning for first grade. And I also forgot to mention, I'm pretty sure that the coach is Wayne Bennett. So that's a huge talking point in itself. They've got Christian Wolf and Nathan Fiend there as well. Uh, but long term, it looks like Christian Wolf will eventually take over. But Wayne Bennett, we saw what he did in Origin a couple of years ago with Queensland. We've seen what he's done at NRL level. This is very exciting. I'm going to be tuning in to every Dolphins game if I can. And I know a lot of people are feeling the same. It's always fun having a new team. It's exciting. I'm already excited for an 18th team. That feels like a nice number. Uh, I like new teams. It's a bit of fun. It's like a shiny new toy. That's kind of what the Dolphins are. They don't have a marquee man. They've got guys like Jesse Bromwich. Uh, but they don't have that like Scott Prince or Preston Campbell. Guys that the Titans had when they, last, or when they came into the competition as the last expansion side. They came in before the Dolphins. So I think, yeah, they're going to be outgunned. They're like a shiny new toy. 
And yeah, I think they'll just get beaten here. But I'm very excited to tune in to all of their games. And they've got some big players like the Bromwich Brothers. Jeremy Marshall King is at Kiwi International. Felice Kafusi, Of course, the GOAT, Mark Nichols. And Kurt Donoghue in the number 17, earning a start. He was at the Knights last year, played in the Jersey Flag Grand Final. Utility player. Probably going to cover dummy half here. Can also play in the halves. And that was probably the biggest surprise in their side's um, naming of the 17. But also probably Milford. Milford was the biggest story, but the biggest surprise was Kurt Donoghue. Uh, in this game, though, I'm going to go the Roosters. I think Dolphins still got a bit of work to do. Then a massive game on Sunday. Two sides have struggled more often than not, especially in the home side's case. But two sides who look like they could have breakout seasons, the West Tigers and the Titans. A little bit of extra noise about the Tigers, given that they've signed some marquee signings like Coruscant, Clemmer, Isaiah Papali'i and John Bateman, who's not playing in this game. And for the Titans, they've got Kieran Foran and Sam Verrills. They both look like they could be massive signings that really help to uh, turn the tide. Bo Fermor, uh, he was named here, but it's been announced that he's done his ACL, so probably out for the season. Uh, I'd say Sam McIntyre will come onto the bench, and we'll see Joe Stimson, who's come over from the Bulldogs, come into the back row for the Titans. Now for the Tigers, a lot's been made about the Tim Sheens, Benji Marshall, and just the whole failure that the Tigers have been for quite some time. But by all reports, players specifically are loving being under Benji. I'm sure they're liking Tim Sheens as well, but Benji Marshall, who doesn't have any coaching experience, he's already making a huge difference. And he's someone alongside Sheens and also Robbie Farah, who I believe is there, who are part of the fabric and the DNA, the heart and soul of what this at least joint venture has been about. I know obviously there's a lot of messy uh, kind of relationships between the merger clubs, but as far as this joint venture, I mean, they are the guys. Here they are, really getting these boys up now, and they've signed some guys who can truly move the needle. So I'm very interested in how the Tigers go. Not sure if they'll make the top eight, but last year they were my prediction for the wooden spoon. I said last year I thought that was going to be the year that they had bottomed out because very early on they'd announced the Papali'i and Coruscant signing. And I believe that's the case. I think we've seen the worst of the Tigers. And now, even if they don't make finals this year, I definitely think they're on an upward trajectory. And maybe, just maybe, they'll well and truly hit their straps when Benji Marshall takes over, which could be very interesting. But for Tigers fans, they don't want to wait. They're very excited. And with the attacking brand of football that they're displaying, i.e. 2005, a lot of similarities in the play with a modern day twist. Well, there's a lot to like and a lot to get excited about as far as the Tigers. Similar for the Titans, but I'm feeling a little bit more pumped about the Tigers at this stage. And it's been a long fucking time since I've been pumped about the Tigers. For goodness sake, they've done the five captains. They've been a mess. They've been a shit show. And I'm a Warriors fan, so it's not like I'm looking down from the absolute top of the mountain. Like, I'm down there with you guys, if you're a Tigers fan. 
Uh, but this year, I'm feeling really excited about what Tigers could do. They've also got Charlie Staines, who scored in the grand final last year for the Panthers. Dane Laurie is a key player as well. You've got the halves combination of Dwayhe and Luke Brooks. And I know I've talked more about the Tigers than Titans here, but I think both could surprise a lot of people. But I'm going to go with the West Tigers in the final game of the round. Of course, Dragons have the bye. And yeah, I will be doing much more NRL content. I just thought that given that the game was tonight and I had a couple of responsibilities to sort out earlier in the week, I just put out this uh, quick predictions, make it nice and quick. And then once we've seen a couple of games, then we can really launch in to the content. So I'm going to be doing much longer previews. Not too long though. I like to keep it at a listenable length. Uh, and then of course, where I can, judging by like what I have to do around work, if I have time around work, then on the weekends, I'll also be doing weekend wraps. So every week I'll be doing a preview and then where I can, I'll be posting wrap from the whole weekend. And the best way to know when the weekend wrap is posted is to follow us on Instagram at not just a sports report and you'll see as soon as that is up. But that is it from me. Now all there is to do is really look forward to this massive game of football, uh, starting off with the Eels and the Storm. And it's a real new era dawning in the competition. Of course, new team as well. 17th side in the Dolphins. Who's going to take it out this year? Well, at this stage, anyone could. I know that's not entirely true. That's definitely not true. But that's what's exciting about round one. We don't truly know. And no one's been let down by their team yet. So everyone has a reason to be excited. And that in itself gets me so pumped. So we're only a few hours away from the action getting started. I'm going to sign off, probably make a delicious meal now. And really set myself down on the couch for what is going to be a huge night. Huge weekend of footy. Tonight's season opener. And then for me, as a Warriors fan, we are next up tomorrow night. Fucking oath. But that's it for today. These have been my predictions. Hopefully they go well. Uh, round one, always a tricky one to pick. And mostly favourites there. I might have all actually gone all favourites, which wasn't entirely the way I like to go. Uh, but I don't pay too much attention to the betting or think of things like that. I just think about the games and... Those were genuinely the results that, in my eyes, I think is going to happen. So we'll see how they go. That is it from me. Thank you for listening and enjoy the footy. Fucking oath, it is so good to have it back.